Welcome to Cinema in Context, where we discuss all things film and the connections between. My name is Jeremy Downing. I'm Sarah Watt. I'm Max Tarrant. And I'm William Chen. And we're sitting here on a lovely Sunday afternoon. I say lovely ironically because it is pouring with rain outside. You might even hear it as we go through. But we're sitting here in Sarah Watt's home. Uh, she's served us up some lovely baked kind of scroll with chocolate and custard. <laughs> Just a little red bean stuff, which is awesome. So it's exciting. We've got cups of tea and coffee, and we're ready to have some, some discussions about film. Uh, so the first film that we're going to be talking about today is called Tickled. And Sarah, did you want to introduce that for us? Sure. So, Tickled. Even if you haven't seen it yet, you'll be well aware that New Zealand journalist David Farrier lovely bloke who we see often on the late night news uh, with his weird and wacky segments, David got embroiled in uh, a documentary of his own making over the last couple of years. Uh, he was investigating um, the scene of competitive endurance tickling, something that uh, probably nobody had ever heard of. Um, and as he starts to investigate what he thought was going to be a perfectly benign and possibly quite amusing and, and somewhat trivial um, situation, things started to get very dark and uh, very deep and very quickly into the realm of what might be termed online bullying. And that's what makes this film so interesting to discuss and to watch. Great. And the other film we're looking at is a retrospective film. It came out six years ago. And Max, did you want to give us a bit of a... A taster of the film Catfish. Sure, as you said, did come out in 2010. Uh, this film Catfish inspired the popular slang for someone who creates a fake identity for themselves using social media. Uh, the film is about one man's relationship with a proficient and in fact prolific catfish, although it does take some time for the audience to recognise um, the complexity of this network of lies that we're involved in. Great, so that's, that's our two films, Tickled and Catfish. William, did you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, so uh, just before we, we get going, um, a spoiler alert for anyone out there listening, uh, we will be talking about both films and their twists in depth. Um, and because they're so integral to, to the plot of both Tickled and Catfish, I would highly recommend that if you do want to experience these films, go, go in fresh, as fresh as possible. I think mm. that'd be really, really good. Um, so Tickled right now, um, as of recording, is in New Zealand cinemas, and Catfish yeah. is available through many, many outlets. We, we, and we did have some discussion about that, about whether we would yeah. be spoiler-free or spoiler-filled. And mm. I think mm -hmm. because mystery and surprise and twists are such a big part, like you said in these films, it just made sense to have a spoiler-filled discussion. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise we're talking around issues, and it makes it not only a little... Um, dull for us, but it makes it very dull, I think, to listen to. So, yeah, let's just go hard out. But, but please check out both movies. Yes. They're both pretty fantastic. Yeah, mm, agree. William, do you want to get into okay, it? Okay, sure um, So let's start off by talking about Tickled. Um, and I just start by saying that I'm so excited to have this discussion with you guys. Um, I saw Tickled last night uh, at, at 8.45 showing with some friends, and it was, it was crazy. Just such visceral reactions from the audience. Mm. Um, very, very much like in the moment throughout the entire film. Mm. Uh, my s skin was tingling. Mm. Um, I had real physical reactions to the movie, and it's just such a wonderful feeling. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, let's, I guess, start off by talking about technique, um, certain filmic techniques and tickle that uh, made the movie interesting or made the movie what it is. Mm. Um, so I have a couple of things here. Um, first of all, there's there's a very interesting sense of place, I think, in Tickle. Mm. Uh, I, I was, while watching the movie, I was thinking, why are there so many shots of, of cityscapes and of, of um, like, panning shots of someone walking in slow motion across a snowy field? Mm. Um, and then by the end of it, it really is, it's a journey that the documentarians went on. And you, because of how, how well those establishing shots are put together, you feel like you've been on this journey with them, mm, um, and it point. just feels—it feels much more intimate than it should be, uh, which is—it's really great. I, I had the exact same thing, William, and I, I, it first struck me when I was watching those shots of Auckland City, and I was mm. like, "Oh, this is so Auckland! They've really mm -hmm. captured some lovely little moments of traffic moving and bicycles going past the camera." And then you get to Los Angeles, and the moment that Los Angeles is on the screen, before the title card came up, I was like, oh, this is definitely not Auckland. <laughs> mm. And 
then you get Michigan and all of that dilapidated buildings mm. and smoggy. Yeah, the ice, the the, the Star Spangled Banner kind of wailing across the <laughs> ice field, mm. which is okay. and these these colossal buildings striking out from a massive flat kind of landscape. Mm. And meanwhile, the, the tiny little figures with their ice fishing gear like across the the foreground. Mm. Yes, oh, so good. And then you end with Times Square, which it's pretty. I was sitting there going, man, it's really hard to film. Times Square in a way that surprises me because you know Times Square you see in so many different mm. films and advertisements. It's and such an icon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and they captured it in, in a certain way with the sort of, I guess, the sewer smoke coming up. Yeah, mm. there was something about. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That's the biggest thing that I, I found. As what well. what you guys have described, I totally concur. But I, it hadn't occurred to me at all, and I've seen the film twice, and of mm. course it makes me realise that the essence of Tickled is this is not a New Zealand film. It's made by New Zealanders who happened upon a story and then travelled the globe. I mean, you know, America and back, but, you know, that's absolutely right. And that, and here's where the first spoilers come in. Tickled, as it turns out, is not a film about competitive endurance tickling in a benign sense. It is a, a, a far more sinister film about somebody with um, a very serious agenda mm. who... Um, who gets videos created for him, as it turns out, uh, gets videos of people tickling other people, uh, men actually, all, all young men, quite were strapping young men, if I may say as well, mm. quite well built, um, <laughs> tickling one another, and, um, and that the videos, of, as it turns out, are made by people around the globe. Mm. to fulfill the needs of principally this one individual, although, you know, there are sort of a cult of people who are into watching people get tickled. And so you're absolutely right. Suddenly it's this universality, not just of the interest in tickling, but the universality of um, the bullying that ensues mm. and the threats that ensue and the ruination of people's lives that ensues. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very, yeah, very nice point, very interesting point, yeah. Mm. Technically, I mean, the film is just produced so fantastically, isn't it? That I was one of my points was going to be definitely cinematography. I think you kind of covered that. There are some striking images of New York and the snow and everything like that. Um, but for a second option, um, I would pick on um, something quite interesting, which happens in both films. This is about social media mm. and and what's behind it people behind the social media that we're communicating with. Mm. And it has in both films these shots of the screen where you're reading writing from on the screen, mm. very yeah. close up. And in this film in particular, it goes so close up that you can kind of see the bleeding of the letters. Yes. And I feel like you're analysing what is in there. And I really love that shot, like just seeing these letters so close up on the screen. It's kind of like a metaphor that we're, that we're trying to analyse what is actually here, what... To, what are these messages that are being given to us and what's behind them? True, yeah. true. Which is also about our expectation versus the reality, like behind the, you know, who's, who's orchestrating, I guess. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're mentioning, uh, Max, the, the, the shots of the sort of the computer discovery yes. happening. It's yes, interesting yes. because, of course, in Tickled in particular... And I did see um, David and Dylan, the directors, I saw them at a Q&A, and, of course, they freely had to admit that a lot of that um, filming took place retrospectively because mm. they didn't have a camera on David's shoulder when he received the first threatening email from Jane O'Brien Media. And they yeah. didn't have it when they uncovered mm. that extraordinary leakage of files, for example. Mm. So, of course, it's absolutely fair enough and understandable that you would recreate that mm. and dramatise it for the purposes of your documentary. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if I can draw a quick comparison to Catfish... Rewatching that, it, it seemed to me that Catfish seemed to be filmed much more contemporaneously mm -hmm. and that we were literally following Neve's story. And maybe when we get to that, you might beg to differ. But it, it felt much more like we were... The, 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 the lads who were filming Neve were, were there at the time shooting it, whereas with David and Dylan, a lot of things happened and then they were like, goodness me, we need to be capturing this. Do you know mm. what I mean? I think it's, it's... I mean, it's hard not to take that and go forward to that second question because it's a perfect segue Segway. into <laughs> truth, truth versus fiction. Yeah, right. Mm. The fact that these guys have gone back and afterwards they've recreated it, I think... Um, you pointed out that it felt more con contemporaneous with catfish, mm. mm -hmm. and um, that's a great word. I just have sorry, man. Contemporaneous. contemporaneous, yeah, it is. right. Now, I know you <laughs> never get your mouth around it. It's literally happening at the same mm. time 
as the thing happening. Okay. And, can, and, and perhaps we should just very quickly explain to, to listeners that, that this, this second question, mm. certainly I find fascinating in documentary, that documentary, of course, is non-fiction storytelling, and therefore mm. it purports to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, but the very nature of the construction of a film, and everybody who went to film school knows all this, I yeah. know, but the very, the very essence of constructing uh, documentary as a visual text means you're making choices and you're making directorial choices to not include certain scenes or certain footage or to stop your camera's pan before it gets to a certain shot or whatever. Yeah. You're um, choosing, you're privileging what deserves to be spoken about. Exactly. And by doing that, you are editorialising and yeah. therefore mm -hmm. making a judgement on it and therefore mm. twisting ever so slightly whatever we might construe as the absolute truth, right? Mm. And so I'm sure that some people might 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 have an issue with documentaries that use dramatization mm -hmm. because it's like, well, no, actually, that wasn't the person and that isn't exactly how it was and how do you know for sure? But for the purposes of bloody good filmmaking and getting yeah. a story across and perhaps preserving the essence of what happened, sure, why not? Yeah. See, I'm not offended at all by seeing shots of David sitting in his TV3 office with a bemused look on his face knowing that that was shot for the purposes of showing what it was like at the time. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. It's legit, right? Yeah. yeah. I really like the as a bit of a, an aside. Mm. I really like the restraint with which they present the introduction of the film. Mm. It's so pared back. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of watching it like, okay, this feels pretty. You know, it's easy going. And then they just throw you into it. They're so confident with the material of this film and what's going to happen. It's so striking that the beginning. It doesn't need to be. Super, There's no uh, fanfare. No. Yeah, nice. Point. I really like that. Yeah. I, I want to just lead on what you just said there because one of the things that I really loved. And initially I didn't like it, was the pace of the film. Mm -hmm. Tickled. It tickled. Yeah. And like you're saying, Max, there was this ease about the start of the film. Mm. There was this lingering of shots. There was it was it was going at a at a slower pace mm. than was, yeah. I was expecting. And I initially thought, well gosh, have they not got enough material to fill up mm. an hour and a half? Mm. Mm. But it, they do. And it just it just sort of bubbles along and, and before you realise it, like you're saying, it's you realise you're in really weird territory. Deep, deep water. <laughs> it, it lulls you into perhaps a false yes. sense. Of, see, I think it's very interesting for a New Zealand audience to watch Tickled because David Farrier is such a familiar personality mm -hmm. to anybody really who's got a, a TV. Mm -hmm. And I think David has a really affable, lovely way about him in real life and on the telly. And so you're absolutely right. We get his languid voiceover and... And you think, oh, it feels really familiar and a bit mm. like one of those late night segments. New Zealand hospitality. Um, that's right. This is all really, it's all, it's comfortable, it's nice, and it's yeah. going to be about, oh, tickling, oh, that's kind of weird. And the audience yeah. chuckles away, and all yeah. of a sudden, shit gets real. <laughs> and as you said, um, William, it's incredibly visceral and heart pounding yeah. and. Mm, what an the extraordinary reveal, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you go. No, you oh, go. Okay, sure. Uh, t talking about shit getting real. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I mean, do you guys know much about the movie beforehand? I, I think it, it tickled. Yeah. I did know little bits and pieces. Um, I had heard that it was pretty wacky and mm -hmm. went in lots of different directions. I think I knew more than I actually realised. Uh, I... Nothing hugely shocked me in the sense that, oh my gosh, this is not what I expected this movie to be about. You know, I, I heard it was about cyberbullying, I heard it was about mm. uh, fetish, a tickling fetish, but that didn't mean that it still wasn't uncomfortable and incredibly unsettling to, to sit through. Mm. Yeah. So I still really enjoyed it. Even on a second viewing, I knew exactly what was going to happen, and my heart pounded only 60% of what it pounded the first time, watching the same scenes. Notwithstanding, you know that David doesn't die because, he's, because we've seen him subsequently, and yet they're, you know, towards the end, those climactic scenes, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember what I knew before I saw it, but I, I, I think I knew that there was this Jane O'Brien media ah. um, sort of entity mm -hmm. that had threatened him and said, don't you come anywhere near looking at competitive endurance tickling. We don't want homosexual journalists having anything to do with it. It's none of your business, which, of course, is red rag to a bull, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, But I don't think I knew, knew much past that. I certainly didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah, like, how, for, how about you? Well, for me, um, it was just, uh, it's funny, just hearing uh, you, Sarah, talk about it uh, during our last episode, or mm. after our last episode, um, and then kind of, 
I, I went in thinking that it was going to be it was going to be about endurance tickling whatever great. that was great uh, with a dark twist and I thought that was going to be uh, kind of a King of Kong esque right. thing with uh, competitors just treating this thing very very seriously um, and so when the cyberbullying thing came in mm. and when it all conspires that everything is is the actions of one person yeah uh, that was really fantastic yeah I mm. think it it was. Yeah, it was shocking. Yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. And fairness, that was that was a surprise to me actually. Mm-hmm. And yet you expect the way the film's designed is that it, it expands and expands to this global scale. Mm. Yeah. And it is it is a global network, mm. but it's still orchestrated by this one person. Mm. And it's, it feels both terrifying and really pathetic at the yeah. same time. Mm. Oh yeah. And that's a whole other issue. I mean, I don't know if we're ready to leap ahead to that. And this is spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert, listeners. But I have to say, on first viewing, um, the minute that it become, it transpires that this chap called David D'Amato is at the centre of all of this, and then there's that devastating phone call with his ex-stepmother. Oh, yeah. And you learn that actually here was... A kid who had been bullied as a child and locked in a locker and never had romantic relationships and had had a devastatingly close relationship with a mother who had died, I think, Mm -hmm. and all that. And you suddenly get this really heartbreaking picture of a a little boy with no power who subsequently became a bigger boy or a young man with a lot of money who then obviously thought, fine, I can now... Uh, it's payback. I can now exert the power that I never had and has done so in quite devastating ways. And I personally found my empathies quite torn by that. Mm-hmm. By the, the very end, I suddenly felt discomfort at all the laughter of the audience. The, the, oh, yes. Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, hang on just a second. There's a wounded person here. And I know that what they've done is, is unforgivable, but it isn't without ex- use or reason at least do you know what I mean Mm. and it's through no fault of the film that it doesn't delve into that because it's not what the film's about Mm. and it's not their duty or is it there's a question and I also Uh, don't think they had enough material to be able to expand on they couldn't have and it would have probably undermined everything else that it was about but still there's a part of me that goes hang on just a second hey that that nips nicely into truth versus fiction right in the sense that if we're talking about a film being a construction Mm. The natural thing to do here from David Ferrier's part in producing it is to go, here is our antagonist. We're yeah. going to build him up as the nasty, nasty, nasty person. Yeah. We're going to follow that. We're constructing this. But then at the end, we get thrown this strange curveball. And I thought that was absolutely beautiful. Probably my favorite part of the movie mm. and the fact that they just get this beautiful little conversation um, just kind of on an odd uh, whim, they go, oh, we're going to make one last ditch attempt to, to make a phone call and they call up um, David D'Amato's uh, sister. Or ex-stepmother. Ex-stepmother. Oh, something, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And what, she just stepmother? gives them this beautiful yeah. little piece of information. Um, this really realistic uh, description of who he is and who he was. And it just completely... You, you, were, you were ready to hate him. You hated yeah. him. And now you're just given this little glimmer of light of like what this person could be totally to pity yeah. him eh? yeah and, and I do like and appreciate that it was it was something little um, mm. it wasn't yes. overblown yes um, David didn't like put a, a fine point to the whole thing um, the audience was allowed to basically just reel in this new little tidbit of information mm. and kind of change your understanding of everything based on that mm. um, it wasn't didactic the film didn't tell you what to think. No. Um, you could just decide whether you wanted to change yes. your opinion of what That's just transpired. That's very true, actually. I, I had down as, in terms of truth and, truth and, truth and reality or truth and fiction, uh, that, the way that the documentary plays with that, I had a similar thing. And that's the moment that that piece of information came into the film, I immediately started psychoanalyzing, which is what you just pretty much just did, Sarah. Yeah. And then I thought, hang on, <laughs> hang on. I'm making a massive judgment to explain everything here because naturally that's what you want to do in a film. You yeah. want the ending to speak to the whole film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what they designed it to do. But this is still a human being. We're only given one small piece of information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that suddenly makes a lot of what we've seen okay. So I was feeling like, oh gosh. You mean okay I don't as, really... in, as in excused? Well, yeah, excused emotionally or... it's not as heavy, isn't it? Like, yeah, the, no. The hate has sort of changed. But I'm like... 
but we only we barely know anything. We only know this little piece of information that the document, document documentary filmmakers are giving us. Yeah, that changes drastically our opinion of well, this man. It does. It changes our opinion of him. But then maybe the wider kind of issue here is about more about not about the person in specific, but about power. Yeah, it's yeah. more about what happens when someone that is does have some problems with his psyche. And who has, has been bullied and brutalised, yes. let's not forget. He was mm. bullied in order to become a bully, yes, which we know right. is a cliche, but yeah. it's true. But sorry, mm. but yeah, then, But then we see, okay, so that has happened. And yet the, the issue is not that he's become a bully. That's, that happens all the time, that people are bullied and they become bullies. But we've seen this massive network Huge, that he's yeah. created. Yeah. Cells in all states around America. The, the number of, of websites? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah. It just yeah. amazed me the size of this thing. Yeah. And that's because he has this power to... So he's, his, his own uh, vices get amplified yeah. massively. Because he just has so much power behind him, because he was born into a family of so much riches. And he can throw money at problems. Mm. Like when those. Six million dollars. And when those three mm. um, representatives of Jane O'Brien Media, who have never met Jane O'Brien, because she mm. doesn't exist, but they've never met her, they've never heard of him, and all that, when they turn up in New Zealand, yeah. ready to sort of clamp on David and Dylan and say, please sort of please, anyway, don't have anything to do with this. I mean, yes, it's extraordinary resources, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Look, I think that there's now is as good a time as any to compare with Catfish. Mm. Yeah. I rewatched it yesterday, and the, I'd, I'd seen it, and I kind of vaguely remembered it's the, the girl isn't who he thought she was. But, of course, I'd forgotten that when you turn up at the house and you find that this beautiful Megan model person is not in existence, and that Angela, the beautiful mom, is not beautiful Angela. She's, she's an, an ordinary woman with a really, um, when I say a really sad life, I'm not being disparaging, but a no. really challenged mm-hmm. life, who says on camera, in, with beautiful sort of um, com- oh, compassion, really, and, and, and uh, articulation, that life didn't turn out the way that she had wanted it oh. to. And that she dreamed of being a dancer, and she thought life would be different, and she clearly can paint, and she can clearly do some lovely things, but she's chosen a different path, and life wasn't fulfilling. And so she, on a slightly smaller scale than David D'Amato, and with considerably fewer funds, creates 15 Facebook personas. Still highly impressive. It's hugely Mm, impressive. (laughs) Especially because she's orchestrating them and having to remember... Each stage them. and what they're at, what have they been doing, exactly. how do they relate. It's like writing Game of Thrones. You know? <laughs> it totally, it totally so characters and where are they supposed to be at this time. It totally is. And, and, but not through anything like maliciousness at all. And not because her life was horrible and she wanted to be horrible to other people, but she simply fell in love with mm. a young New Yorker mm-hmm. um, and, and had this really satisfying eight months of online relationship. There was the connection that I had between those films like at the heart of Catfish. And mm. I rewatched Catfish last night mm. and just absolutely loved it. I mean, I loved it when I first saw it. I've mm. seen it a few times, but I was surprised how much I connected with it again. But yeah, at the, at the heart of Catfish, you've got, without sounding too corny, it's love. You know, she's, she, yes. she, falls, yes. she loves him yes. and she's fallen in love with this young man and she loves his life, what his, his lifestyle and what he's presented to her. And at a complete flip, tickled. Mm. It's just complete hate because yeah. Yeah. what he's addicted to, like there's the fetish stuff, obviously, but ultimately it's that destroying of other people's yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Two, it's the same kind of techniques, but two completely different motives. And that's mm. what I was struck with last night, thinking, no wonder I feel so much more warmer watching Catfish yes. and just feel so disturbed watching yes. Tickled. Yeah. Because that motive is completely different. Yeah. As we start comparing the two, I have to self-congratulate ourselves. Uh, self-congratulate. <laughs> self-congratulate. I'll take it. Um, take it. Because the comparison is fantastic. There's so many great contrasts between these two movies. Mm. One of the most interesting, I thought, was... I think there's actually a really interesting class dynamic to both of these films. Mm-hmm. How they both end up in the Midwest. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good as well. Yeah. The, the very differences of those two people. Yeah. Well, so Tickled is, in some ways, he's a, from a, a small country in New Zealand. Um, he's maybe not lower class, but he's middle class. He's doing all right for himself. You're talking about David? David, David sorry, yes. yeah. And he's looking at someone who is extremely upper class, um, whereas in Catfish, we're focused on a man that I felt there's actually a little bit of a class dynamic between this man that comes from 
New York, mm-hmm. in a kind of in a little bit of a high society, artsy kind of guy, very charismatic, um, very confident. He could be in um, The Bachelor or something like that. And he's going to this woman who comes from um, a, more of a lower class background, and she mm-hmm. she wants to be be part of the That's high society. Yeah. Whereas in in our situation, we're looking in, in tickled situation, <clears throat> we're looking at. Um, a person that's what, like looking up to this horrible power that someone has at that strata of society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know that's so interesting? And I, I wonder. You see, the, New Zealand at the moment, right, seems very, very laden with issues of poverty and income gaps and things like that, right? And I think it's fair to say you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who. Who, uh, who was all pro-being wealthy in New Zealand right now. At the moment, the wealthy people are the, sort of the, the, the evildoers, aren't they? Or you know what I'm talking about, categorised thus in the media and whatnot. And so for us watching Tickled, we do come away going, how dare you, yes. rich millionaire with all your poncy money, uh, ruining these people's lives. And perhaps America, with that sort of degree of uh, that class gap and that mm. money gap, though, there's still an aspiration totally. for, for more and for better. And you yeah. don't look, maybe, I, I, I feel like in America, the, the, the poorer people don't look down on the richer people. It's, no. it's still more of <laughs> yeah. a, I wish I had what you had. I wish I had that opportunity and that kind of thing. Do you know mm. what I mean? Totally. Um, but yeah. There was one bizarre little parallel I just picked up just before, <laughs> though, that... Obviously, we're watching Tickled and we're thinking, this is disgusting what this guy does. But, and, and, and he's a fetishist. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got this fetish for tickling. Um, and yet, watching it, we're being a bit fetishistic that we're, we can't wait for this bully to be brought down. Mm. We're really... It makes everything all that's, right. That's, what's, that's <laughs> what we're okay with. Mm. It makes the way that really everything's that. being revealed. I'm sitting there going, everything's being revealed about this person and, and the justification yeah. is that yeah. he did it. To yeah. someone else, yeah. Mm. But it's that whole justifying bullying because mm. of bullying, and it's yeah. how the whole thing started. Yeah. Wasn't and it? even even David Ferry is very clear about it. Like he he's so attracted by this bully. You know, when the bully throws him his first insult, he just goes jumps onto it and goes, yeah. "This is this is in some yeah. ways this is what I want. I I can't wait to 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 delve into this." Mm. That makes him sound more negative than he is, and when you watch it, you're totally on his side. But there is that yeah. element in some ways. That's interesting you say that. I mean, I don't know for sure. But I mean, David has said, if not in the film, then certainly in Q and A's and articles and that, that he was getting threats from Jane O'Brien Media initially, like on a morning basis. He would yes, wake up and yes. there would be yet another email saying, "You better back down. You better yes. get out of it," and all horribleness. And of course, some of the snippets of those chorus- that correspondence mm-hmm. turns up in the film, doesn't it? So. So, I, think so pro- I, I, hear, I hear what you're yeah. saying, but I, I, I would agree that I think from a journalistic sort of perspective, mm. if something awful like that is happening to you, you're not going to go, oh yeah, no, I better just keep my mouth shut. You're going to go, <laughs> well, <laughs> hang on a yeah, second, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to find out what on earth's going yeah. on here. And I should, I should also make the point that you, it still takes incredible um, confidence or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, to, to track this down and follow it yeah. up. This is scary at the start. When we start hearing about this, the way it's delivered to us is yeah. this guy has amazing amount of power. You do not want to get involved. And yeah. I was so scared for um, David Ferrier. Yeah, I, I was too. And you're absolutely right. I, I remember scribbling in my notebook, so brave, so courageous. <laughs> because it was, and this is, I guess, get, gets back to that visceral feeling we mm-hmm. had as viewers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're sitting in our cozy cinema seats with my heart literally pounding then I, I was really thinking, good Lord, there he is up on the screen in the snowy street outside of Starbucks. Yeah. I didn't think a gun was going to come out or anything like that. It didn't matter. It was just mm. like there is a confrontation about to happen, and I'm really scared. Mm. Well, um, one of my friends had a scarf like over her head. It's extraordinary, <laughs> isn't it? For a film that's a documentary yes. that isn't called The Blair Witch Project. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> Talking about catfish, I remember I saw it you know, a few years ago, and I was living home in Nelson at the time, and I thought, oh, my family have to see this. I have to show my sisters, my mm-hmm. brother and my sisters, um, who are young, all on Facebook, all on Instagram, all mm-hmm. that jazz. And I said, right, we're all going to watch this. So I made the whole family sit down, and we were watching Catfish. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't felt that same nervousness that I did in Tickle with Catfish. But my mum and my sisters, mm. they were like, I, I, I can't watch this. And it was the scene where they drive up to the barn. Yes, oh, the barn scene. And they're just like, is he, is he, Jeremy, does he get hurt? Does he? Yeah. You know, that's that kind of thing. And 
Um, that, did, that was sort of horror story tropes, yes. actually, wasn't it? Approaching a, a, um, a, a barn in the middle of a farm at 2am. You <laughs> oh, don't expect yes, someone yes. to come out with a machete swinging or something, don't you? Yeah. I suppose. I'm really so glad you brought up the barn scene, because um, when I first watched Catfish, <clears throat> I knew it was... I, I think I heard it was a faux documentary, so I didn't oh. know whether it was real or not. Mm. And so when they did pull up to the barn, I was watching it on my computer, I actually paused the computer going, I, I can't take this anymore. Oh, because right. I thought it might, <laughs> yeah. might, it might change. Into yeah, like a, right there. Right, right. into actual horror. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. And then when everything was revealed and you see the 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 big um, uh, denouement of the woman and her life. Yeah. That was when I thought it's impossible that this woman's actress. This yeah. This has to be at yeah. least on some level. Yeah. Um, nonfiction. Yeah. Um, unless they found just the most fantastic actors in the world. But to portray that humanity yeah. and that situation of living. There's a big discussion about this one whether it's true or not. Yes. But it's like what well, catfish or yeah, catfish. Yeah. Yeah. And I mm. think. It's it's to my mind it's absolutely true. And yeah. even if it wasn't, does that make it any? That makes it more impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if they managed to orchestrate this and write this and yeah. act it, but I don't, I don't think. That's the I, case. I, I do, yeah, I don't believe for a second that it's that it that it's not true. But I also would think I'd feel very uncomfortable about it. It's being a fabrication because what therefore is the moral of the story? Mm. Because mm. Angela. Mm is such a sympathetic character at the end, and her life is so devastating, and it would seem yeah. to me incredibly cruel to just create a story yeah. about somebody with such a sad life going to those uh, extremes, and, and to make that up, I would think, was really mean-spirited, and, mm. and therefore I would rather it fell into that stranger-than-fiction sort of camp. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that um, Tickled, apparently, I think maybe more abroad than here, because I guess David comes with this sort of um, authenticity in New Zealand, because we know he's a real mm -hmm. person and blah, 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 mm -hmm. but, um, but they have, uh, Dylan and David have had uh, accusations leveled that Tickled is completely made up, that it's a mockumentary, mm. um, which, of course, it totally isn't. I believe absolutely mm. that it isn't. Mm. Because once again, why would you end with, oh, and it turns out this guy had a horrible yeah. life and was, <laughs> bully, uh, yeah. was bullied and that's mm. why he's horrible. You wouldn't. I think you would yeah. construct it quite differently. Um, and, I guess, yeah. Yeah. But I think Tickled is much more believable than, than Catfish even. Mm. Right. Just because of how you go on this journey. Um, I, I know with, uh, sorry, just kind of going yeah. back to Catfish a little bit. Um, remember, uh, during the release of Catfish, there was a lot of conversation around the fact that maybe the situation was real, but that the filmmakers That's right, yeah. uh, were being more manipulative than they, they should have been. Oh, interesting. And so that they realized what the situa uh, yes, situation was yes. early on and decided, to keep going this is going to be an amazing documentary. Mm. But fair enough, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because That's she's true. still doing it. Yeah. Even when they're visiting her, yeah, she's still on the beach, like fabricating lies. It's, yeah, yeah. But that's present in the film because he has those conversations with her. He's like, "Oh yeah, so you're making that music, are you?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I am. And we are, they already know in terms of the narrative of the, of the film mm -hmm. that it's not her music. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, in terms of truth in the documentary, or, which is not, maybe it's a little bit of a twist, but with Catfish, what impresses me most about that film is how it just. 40 minutes, the last 40 minutes of the film is her. Mm. You know, it's not like she's the, it's the big reveal. No. And that's what made it feel very true to me. And yes. sympathetic, yeah. I think. And sympathetic. Yeah. And they, they, it lingers on her life and it lingers. Initially, it's so uncomfortable how it's just like, come in for it, come in, come inside. Yes. Yeah. And you don't really know what's going on for about five minutes. But the fact that they stick with her for, mm -hmm. you know, that, that 40 minutes of the film, you, you get a sense, such a strong sense of who she is. Yes, her life. and Yeah. And it's very raw, isn't it? Because when she's painting, uh, she's doing another sketch of Neve at, Neve at the end. Oh, wow. And, 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 and they've, they've had the conversation yeah. where she knows he knows. Yeah. Mm. So she's been outed. At which point, other sort of subjects, protagonists, could easily just shut down and say, I'm not talking to you any further, push yeah. the camera out yeah. the door, yeah. and that's the end of that. And I think because it was so sensitively handled, she, yeah. she stays with it. Yeah, I, I wonder what the conversation sense. was before that scene as well. Like, why did she allow them to keep the camera running, and why did she have that conversation? She says, she says she feels a sheep one, the filmmaker. Yes. Oh. I feel I owe it to you. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. And I remember when I first watched it, and the moment she comes into the film, I thought, mm -hmm. and you realise she's not who she says she is, I thought, Oh, this has still got half an hour to go, and she's on camera, not blurred out. So she's yeah. agreed yeah. to do yes, that. Yes, yes. And that's when I was just like really intrigued because I was like, there must be something going on here that she's quite mm. happy to step up and be mm. like, this is who I am. 
Do you know what I think it is? As the lady around the table, it comes back to the fact that she was in love with him. Yeah. And he treated her courteously and sensitively, mm. and he did not rail at her and say, no. you lied to me. He did a really nice and job And you pretended sense. you were this beautiful supermodel, how dare you? They were mm. super nice to her, mm -hmm, eh? Mm -hmm. And I think, therefore, she clutched on to wanting to spend more time with him. Mm. And keep that friendship. She even sees And that. keep that friendship. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that a, a more cynical version of myself might have thought, oh, she probably wanted the attention and she kept the cameras rolling because she still wanted the attention. But I actually think she just wanted to continue being with him. Mm -hmm. And the fact that as the title cards go up at the end, it says Neve has 756 friends on Facebook and Angela is one of them and she's deleted the rest of her profiles but they're still friends, I think, good Lord, what extraordinary kindness and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and they yeah. say in the car, the guys say in the car, you know, I don't, I don't want, they kind of have this moment where they think, <laughs> holy crap, we could destroy this family. Like, mm, we could yeah. really screw mm. things up. And they're like, we don't want to do that. We need mm. to be really careful how we mm -hmm. handle it. Mm. It's funny as well, just on a side note, the brother, the older brother, who's like, we're going to go, we're going to do this. And Nev's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in this documentary. Oh, this is my life. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, he's freaking out. And Nev's like, come on, we're going to, let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice little switch of dynamic, yeah. how the brothers yeah. realize, oh, holy crap, this is already happening. And he's yeah, like, totally. screw this, you got me into this, we're going the full way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> thinking about issues of truth, actually. I realized that when we, when we put that as a, a, a question for ourselves, that we meant truth within the context of documentary filmmaking, mm -hmm. fiction versus nonfiction. But of course, the very essence of both films is the issue of truth. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I watch Catfish, I feel very, very uncomfortable because without wanting to be too revealing, um, it, it does sort of um, poke at times when I have, have sort of fallen for someone's bullshit or mm. something, you know, in a in a potentially right, romantic or... context, or, mm -hmm. or even in, or even in real life. But mm. you know, people sort of spinning you tales and that sort of thing. When you find out later that that wasn't true, mm -hmm. the indignation is enormous, particularly mainly for me. Um, perhaps it's just a hell hath no fury like a woman scorned thing. Who knows? Mm. But point being, I would have wanted to fight. Like you know, when there was that opportunity in Catfish where they realize she's been sending them songs that weren't her own. And there was mm. the option there for them to cut it off straight away. And they say, well, no, partly for filmmaking, mm -hmm. let's keep going. But also, let's figure out what this is about. Mm. Well, personally, I would not want to be backing away, um, tail between legs and going, oh, this guy, if it was a guy, you know, this guy turned out to be a liar. Um, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just sort of forget about it. I'd be like, hell no. I want to know what's mm. the truth behind mm. this situation because the truth is really important. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I can understand David Farrier, aside from his being a journalist. I think that when you suddenly realize there's something really fishy going on here, and I'm being threatened not to investigate it mm. further, mm. it's wanting to find out yeah, what's what really going on here. And, mm. Because, you know, who wants to feel duped and who mm. wants to, you know, quite aside from issues of whether Angela might have gone on and catfished other people. You know, I don't even think that that was their concern. And I, mm. I, yeah. You know they've got a TV series, eh? And mm. you know that yeah. Neve is the presenter of that. Yeah. I hadn't realised. And Ariel. Ariel, right. And now catfish is just verbing all over the place. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's something to talk about. That's what I had down for yeah. bigger connections. Yeah. Right. How, yeah. how, how does this film, <laughs> how does catfish connect to the wider context? Yeah. And yeah, Hugely. It's become a verb. Yeah. Yeah. My friends yeah. don't know catfish started off as a movie. No. And, yeah. and part yeah. of me, whenever I hear it, I have to double check, my, check myself and think, Hang on, is it the film? And then I think, well, yeah, of course it is, because there's that metaphor that yep. that Vince says at the end, which, which captures where the catfish oh, phrase comes from. It's so clean. Um, slightly going back to the narrative stuff. Yeah, I think what's amazing about both films is that they both end on such a, a note of finality. Mm. Um, uh, it's it's a little more open-ended in Tickle's case, mm. but at least for catfish, oh my gosh, just how did they get Vince? Well, yes. Yeah. To, have that footage there, yeah, and it perfectly summarizes the entire movie up to that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and, just... and little did they know that they were neologizing I, at I that know. moment. <laughs> hey, wow, catfish! That's going to become a thing. They would never have known. Incredible. But yeah, yeah. Interesting yeah. that it comes from the husband. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, it's <laughs> a weird thing oblivious. that we don't, and we don't, we don't really have a whole lot of like. I didn't feel like I, that tore me the fact that this woman's actually in love with. A man from New York, and we're talking to her husband. Yeah, but he didn't know when they were filming that. No, but he didn't. But isn't that a weird thing? Shouldn't we kind of be a little bit angry with the woman that she's actually in love with two men? 
But we don't. You don't even focus on that. No, no, you don't. But I don't know how much he doesn't know. Like, there's all that stuff where she's like, "Yeah, he never picks up the phone." Yeah, you know. Yeah. But then also, he was fully aware that she, you know, she had other dreams and they had discussions about it. And he mm-hmm. says, "Look, if you want to go do something else, go do mm-hmm. something else." And he says, "But she always comes back to the fact that she does love us and she does yeah. want the security and she wants a house." To be fair, the way Vince puts it before he says, if you want to do something else, go for it. He actually sort of says to her, well, you realise you can't have everything you want in life. Yeah. And what is, <laughs> you know, we can't all have our dreams. Yeah. What is it that you want? Like, you goes, with, I want more security. Solid. That's right. Yeah. He's like, see, there you and go. That's me, baby. You want me, my disabled <laughs> sons, and this kind of, you know, sort of like working class kind of life mm-hmm. with no dreams. But, but I mean, but, I yeah, mean yeah. it's true, but then her artwork, it's fine, but it's not amazing. Like, I, no. She's not going to become a... My, I mean, maybe I'm being cynical, but no, 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 I don't no. think, I think she's not, I, I she's think not going to be. It's and, implicit. And I mean, that's, that's why um, she put the, the artwork under Abby's name. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is what kicks out <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> that's pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they ask Abby at the end about her drawing, oh. and she's just completely oblivious. Yeah. You're yeah. confusing me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine when she came up with the idea to put it under the eight-year-old's name? It's like someone comes and goes, God, an eight-year-old could draw better than that. And she goes, ding. Yeah. All yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, now you're thinking. See, the film was also really lovely in that, as you said earlier, Jeremy, they didn't want to destroy that family. And so the boys don't swan in there and say to Abby, so you're a painter, are you? Show us all your stuff. Oh, your mum said you're a painter or any of that. They don't reveal yeah. to Vince or to Abby or anybody else any of what's private between Angela and and Neve, and mm-hmm. I, you know, we can only assume Vince has seen the movie subsequently and gone, wait, what? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, but um, you know what I mean? See, so, I, see this, it's a nice segue back into Tickle, because I was sort of battling with questions around what justifies this film? What justifies investigating into this world? Mm. And, I mean, I think the, an easy answer would be, well, the people that have been hurt, they deserve to have their mm. retribution. Mm. Mm. But... I think it's back to that discussion we're having earlier about what is okay when we're talking about bullying. Is it okay to, to oust the bully in that way? Mm. Um, well, I think it's yeah. important that... I mean, gosh, Tickled would have been a, a morally reprehensible film if they'd found out about David D'Amato's past and not included that. Because then yes. we as an audience would purely oh, be yeah. saying, yeah. evil man sitting in a tower in New York with heaps of money ruining people's lives mm. I think it's an incredibly important it coda is, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah well it brings to, so I'm just thinking in terms of him David Ferry being a New Zealander that fact that he's jumping on that the fact that he's a bully a little bit of a, a, a random connection but do you remember with was it um, New Zealand's Got Talent no um, X Factor mm. and there was Willie Moon and yes. Tyler oh, Kills yes, that's right. yes. how they made those comments to that singer yeah. and I remember at the time that I wasn't watching it but it exploded mm. online mm. and people were going oh that's absolutely terrible and then it developed one step further where they were saying things like she, Natalia Kills she should go kill herself yeah. Willie Moon mm. and I was like Hang on. Hold on, just hang a second. On. Yeah, yeah. Totally. You are doing, saying worse things yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to these people for saying something that's their job. Their job is to be these controversial mm. judges. They've been or at the very least, you're being hypocritical because yeah. you're yeah. saying, how yeah. dare you bully? We're going to bully you yeah. for your bullying. Sure. So I guess that's what I'm battling with with Tickled. And I'm, I don't have any conclusions or any strong thoughts on it. I just was thinking, all right. Are we is, bullying him? Yeah, are we bullying him? And, I, mm. and he, he definitely deserves... To uh, answer for the lives he he's the lives mm. he yeah, mm-hmm. and but the fact that okay. well the fact that the justice system is doing no service um, yeah. because in the film we find that he's he's kind of been put through the justice system before um, for some of his um, major transgressions and, and um, he was still he, doing it while in jail yes, which yes, is yes. absurd. Well, and then getting thing. a law degree. And yeah. but, so, but he doesn't get he doesn't he gets kind of acquitted on most charges or something, or he, he doesn't have to do much time because his father's this massive lawyer or well, formerly yeah. yeah. Well, obviously gave him meaning or, or a sense of satisfaction. What about when they tell the stepmother and she goes, "Oh no, yeah. yes, <laughs> is he doing is that he, again? Yeah. He's never stopped. Oh, oh no. yeah, that's, <laughs> I have to feel. I feel like that's that." Um, when we say uh, truth can be stranger than fiction, it's also kind of like more subtle and nice than fiction, isn't it? And like that, that is so subtle and beautiful. This like, he just picks up the phone and says, "Oh, um, you, you're David D'Amato. Do, do you know him?" Oh, yeah. 
He, he's at it again. <laughs> oh, okay. it's so it's human. So soft yeah, and it's yeah. lovely. Whereas, you know, I feel like in a fiction movie, you'd be, you'd never think to do it that kind of subtly. Yeah, face to face. Yeah, I think action shots. The humanity in both films, eh? And how yeah. how both oh, yeah. Angela and David yeah. D'Amato are so they're humans. Yes. They're yeah. humans, and that's what brings that complexity. And yeah. It's I, a real tribute to documentaries, and I guess yeah. part of the reason we're here and enjoying this, so and, be, and that we feel something about yeah. it, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Jeremy, you, honestly, what you've just said though is really sort of resonating with me because I saw Tickled in the Civic Theatre, and it was packed out, and there was a Q and A afterwards, and and as we've all experienced, I guess did we all have quite full audiences when yeah. we saw it, right? I saw it at the Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It was in the middle of the afternoon. So okay, it was yeah. a peppering of people. But yeah. um, but I feel I feel a little bit guilty about the fact that, as you're alluding to, Jeremy, that that all the audiences are coming away going, "What a bad guy! He's awful." Despite the fact that we know that horrible things that happened to him in his past, because what he did do is awful. And I sort of, you're right. I sort of think to myself, it isn't defamation or libel, really, because you know, well, it's based on truth for starters. But at the same time, this film is going around the world. Mm-hmm. And the name David D'Amato will possibly one day be the sort of name that people will in- instantly know and go, oh, yeah, fish. that guy. Yeah. The, the guy six years who, time, the, the Yeah, the, the tickling king who ruined people's lives. And that's really heavy. And in a way, you're right. It's almost as if he's going to be bullied yeah. all over again mm. by audiences of unknown people watching mm. him and judging him. Because effectively, that's what we're doing. Mm. And, yeah. and, I, and I do have a, a degree of discomfort about that. I, I was thinking about that today. I actually Googled David D'Amato. Mm. Um, everything that comes up is related to Tickled. Which, mm. And then afterwards, it's oh, like he works in the law firm. Mm. Mm. Uh-oh. Mm. The same thing's happened to him. And of course he's going to retaliate. Of course he's going yeah. to send lawyers and PIs and say and, and, and take down notices and all that kind of thing. And it is a little bit like, well, dude, you know, you brought this upon yourself. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yes, I feel an awkwardness about that, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. if anything tragic happened and he were to take his own life, for example, as a result of this, that would again twist things, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And we would all have, oh, and yeah. yet another sort of 180 degree turn of, of mm. how we feel about the situation and all that. Which is why it was a blessing that Catfish was handled so sensitively, because that poor woman could have, at the end of that film, just felt so humiliated. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was all over Red Rover in some way. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yes, it's awkward, isn't it? It is awkward. I think the class thing is an interesting <laughs> thing to bring back into it because, yes, all that's true, but, like you're saying, the justice system had failed. Mm. There's, that, there's that comment that those guys that come to New Zealand say, rich people, they, they live yeah. by different rules yeah. than yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, hang on, who else, who else is going to actually stop this person from treating mm. people so I guess yeah. I'm now reneging on what I see <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but, this, but this is what makes it interesting and yeah. tricky isn't yeah. it yeah. Exactly. going backwards and forth it's right. not black and white at all yeah. and speaking about the kind of landscape that it's come from or the context that it's come from it's mm. so uh, it's it needed to come from New Zealand in some ways mm. and like our culture is so egalitarian or tall poppy syndrome mm. you might call it <laughs> that we love this you know like, which is what and, I think and, that... and when he comes and he comes to New Zealand he goes you know that we got big money everybody's just like oh yeah, yeah. Oh, get out of it you're going down man but, but the, the, yeah. the trio of people they send is yeah. just they're, they're like <laughs> from a casting agency yeah. like, <laughs> It's like the, um, if not the Marx yeah. Brothers, who am I thinking of? Yeah, the three maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, it is a bit like <laughs> that, isn't it? And so, there's that one guy, Adam, who's just stunned, like, just yeah. the dumpy <laughs> young guy. When they, when they go to Los Angeles, he, he, he sees them and goes, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And it's yeah. good cop, bad cop, because you think, I was like, oh, can I have that sign? Oh, yeah. Yes. Can we keep it? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then the other guy, you know. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Um, this is somewhat goes back to a technique, I suppose. I noticed watching Tickled how much they had to rely upon um, sort of not not the well, I was going to say sneaky camera work, and I don't uh-huh. mean when David makes that wonderful <laughs> camera in a coffee cup, which is just beautifully Wait, done. Did you see that they they had private investigators 
sent out of one of his screenings because they were trying to film the film with the, the camera. camera. Oh, yeah. 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 That's so funny. But I mean, so not just that, but even when they walk to the Hilton mm-hmm. and there, there's that very, very long shot of Dylan and David mm. walking along and the voiceover, of course, is what's being recorded up in the conference room. Mm. And they're like, look, we wanted to have this meeting uh, off camera, blah, blah, blah. And part of me felt like, oh, steady on. That's a bit unfair because they thought they were talking off the record, but you were recording it. And part of me then is also going, but dang, we need to know what's yeah. being said. Because I remember so they the shoot ethics, outside the window of the office right. you see the back of their head. That's right. Beautiful so the shot ethics of, of it all. Hallway, though, sorry. Just yeah. the shot of the hallway or the open. So therefore I sort of think, um, I wonder what the ethics of documentary filmmaking mm-hmm. are, uh, or indeed investigative journalism. And I think that we all know that the ethics include putting a little camera on your button, on your, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, and uh, and doing what you can to, to get the story. And of course, we wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah. So Same with Catfish, how he ends up putting on the wire, yeah. and then they do a hug test to make sure that's that right. <laughs> That's right. the wire. There's that moment as well yeah. where the, he's yelling at his buddies, you've got to plug the thing in! Yeah, yeah. Like, I can oh, hear you! Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's the tricky thing, isn't it? Because in the scene in Catfish, towards the end, Angela and Neve are over by the um, the fence, aren't they? And they're watching mm-hmm. the young lass on the horses. And she thinks they're having a private conversation, just the two of them. And of course, she doesn't know that mm-hmm. it's being recorded, yeah. which enables her to be much more open to the extent that she's open, but to the extent that she continues to lie and things like that anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, 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 I wonder about that sort of thing, mm, you mm, know? Mm. I, I don't get, I mean, I literally wonder. I don't know. Yeah, I don't sure. have a position on whether yeah. there should be rules that say you have to tell people if you are recording them mm. or if you are secretly filmed. Because, I mean, obviously that would just like be the ruination of everything. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Some really interesting ethical questions coming mm. up today, yeah? Mm. <laughs> it's quite deep, isn't it? <clears throat> I think the timing of Tickled was fantastic in terms of having Panama Papers and stuff recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're wondering, what is, what is these people that have these sheltered lives that can stand behind, I don't know, um, a wall of money, I guess, yeah. or hide behind a wall of money, what is their lives like? What do they do with it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this must be all of them. Yeah. No, but if they're completely stuck, yeah. if they're and psychologically this is just one dude, messed right? up, then that is, I mean, that's amazing. I don't, what I wondered at the end was, like, if he's a fetishist and he's getting his rocks off for this kind of thing, why does he need so much of it? He, yeah. Because he's, it's, it's, it's the, just, a, it's more a power thing. It's, isn't it? it's just yeah. like, I because, want as much as possible because I can, because I like this guy. He, he picks out these particular characters that he wants and he pays all the money and you know, he goes I want that guy he's he's got the certain characteristics that I so want that's the biggest thing I, I went with a friend of mine and, and we were talking about afterwards that he, there's the fetish side of things obviously mm. he's into this tickling fetish mm. Mm. but then there was the guy in Michigan and he was saying that for no reason once they were dependent on him that's when they he flipped. Yeah. So it wasn't a it wasn't a retribution for them going public or, or coming against him mm. or, or wanting to step away. He just did it for the hell of it. Yeah. Right. And so that and he, when they when they couldn't afford, yeah. they literally couldn't afford to not do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. He'd pull the rug out. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, wanted right. to push them to the limit in some ways, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, it's so twisted. It is twisted, isn't it? It's very interesting. Yeah. And Max, what you were saying about like the Panama Papers and this mm. this current culture, mm. it, it's so funny that. Uh, a movie like Tickled is also released just you know a couple of weeks, a couple of months after stuff like The Jinx, Serial, um, what else? Making of a Murderer, murderer. yeah, mm, mm. just all the stuff that's investigative journalism, mm. um, a surge of investigative journalism mm. that's all about like the little guy. Totally, it is yeah. a tr- definitely a cultural and timing and thing, isn't it? Yeah, mm. that we're in this moment. I I felt that a lot. That these days are getting a lot more interested in. What is actually going on at the top? And mm-hmm. and I think that speaks a little bit to our question of truth and fiction. Like, um, what is what is the truth behind this, you know? And by comparison, in 2010, it wasn't all about this. It was about the advent of quite serious social network yeah. activity yeah. and people falling in love with people who didn't actually look like mm. who they purported to be and mm. all that kind of <laughs> bit, thing. A bit softer, wasn't it? A bit more yeah. kind well, of... Kind of, except that I do think affairs of the heart are, oh, sure. are, are as devastating. Mm-hmm, certainly. Um, I and mean, we're not even into Nigerian prince territory yeah. or, you know, <laughs> um, that kind of business. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and because, yeah, Catfish and Social Network came out in the same year. Oh, right. I yeah, think really? Such gr- it would be an awesome double feature. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
just the the terrors that Mark Zuckerberg is yeah, rolling upon think, the world. You think um, Facebook in terms of the way we use Facebook, it's actually changed so much in six years. And I mean, yeah. in terms it looks of totally different as well. The interface, doesn't it? Mm, the, yeah. Did you notice that the interface no, in two thousand catfish that's one of looked things, really old school? Yeah, it was, yeah, my, it was my film film technique was the way they incorporated Facebook as the technology. Yes. You know, and they introduced mm. characters by rolling the mouse over, over their, the names, over their names, and their names yeah. popped up. And, and it doesn't but, do that anymore. And, and, well, yeah. it does, but it's well, not just Facebook. Google Maps different. as well. Even oh yeah, yes, that's right. That was quite a big thing at the time. It places was huge. Yeah, places yeah. it with time, doesn't it? Yeah. But what I actually mean was the way that people build relationships online has completely changed. You know, you've now got Tinder and mm-hmm. various mm. things. It's all through phones, and Facebook is no longer what it was. Mm. Well, it's, it's changed, hasn't it? So, yeah, Catfish is very much of its time, and it'll be interesting to see what we make of Tickles. Mm. I mean, I think Tickles are a little bit more... Um, it's not so much about the technology. No, it's about no, the people no. behind yeah. the technology, isn't it? Mm. Um, and it's been going on for 20 years, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Since the advent of the internet. Both of them are definitely interested in what the powers of these social media are. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's, not, it's not really a question of these technologies being um, something that gives you power necessarily. It's how you use them, isn't it? It's, it's, they're a tool and you can use them in a negative way or a positive way but you can definitely use them to disguise yourself and hide behind yeah well hide behind mm. yeah I love that we connected these two films I don't know how fully we were aware of it and you, you had seen Tickle hadn't you when yes. we decided these yeah but the fact that they are films that have two antagonists mm-hmm. that are hiding behind a persona yeah and yeah there was the, they were sitting there watching Tickle and then re-watching Catfish just connections all the time mm. and and I think also, I mean, this was something we were going to touch on if we had the time, but um, I think also it was the reason I thought they possibly connected was that the films start and you think they're going to be about something and they wind up mm-hmm. evolving into mm-hmm. something else, which I also think is one of the most fascinating aspects of documentary, mm-hmm. is that by and large, they're not scripted before the fact, before you shoot. Um, you, you obviously have an idea of what it is that you want, uh, and sometimes that's exactly what you'll get because it is a biography or whatever it might be. But in these, both of these films, the interesting thing is the journey that you go yeah, on. Yeah. And it's like, well, we just don't know when we approach this bar yeah. at 2.30 mm-hmm. if someone with a machete is going to come out or not. Or we just don't know what we're going to find when we go to Los Angeles and <laughs> mm, yeah. um, blah, 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 and find and, and a tickling ring. The so. mere fact that they find something and it's so definitive with all the files just left online. Yeah, yeah so for, for me, I think both films were just, there was so much... So much tension, um, and almost unbearable tension at times, mm. uh, for both films. Uh, but then to end with so much humanity, I think, mm. uh, is yeah, mm. quite extraordinary. I, I love both of these movies. Um, and even watching Catfish for the, the second time, I mean, it still hit, and it hit hard. Um, and then Tickle was just, yeah, it's a fantastic time at the movies. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I love both of these films. And I think my biggest takeaway is that comparison that I made earlier of one being very much a film about love and one being very much about hate to kind of mm. boil it down to a very corny, corny um, comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I was to ever watch it as a double feature, I would definitely watch Tickled First so that I could end on the more warm, <laughs> warmer catfish. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, sim- similarly enamored of both films. Um, Tickled, I think, oh, I, I would just say that, you know, um, documentaries routinely wind up in my top ten films of the year, mm. every year when I'm compiling them. And, um, and, and Tickled will be, will be no exception. And I, and I frequently feel that documentaries in particular are the sorts of films that at the end I'm recommending and I'm saying, you need to see this. Everybody mm. needs to mm. see this. Um, this is not just about competitive endurance tickling. You need to see this. And I think I, I, I applaud... Um, Dylan Reeve and David Farrier for ending on a, 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 a moderately compassionate note or at mm. least giving that, that, that tiny glimmer of perspective mm. because I think it's really important that when New Zealanders and everybody around the world watch Tickled that yes, they get the sense of this dreadfulness that has happened but that they also um, get that pause for thought of but look at the character behind all this and look at the way this character was created and so it's sort of that lesson in humanity that I consider to be particularly important and that is, I think, what makes it quite a, a great documentary is part of what makes it great mm. and a must-watch, so go mm. and see it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, both films, fantastic. Uh, Catfish blew me away. 
Um, it'll be in my top films of the year so far. Just, um, I think we can go back to the fact that your skin will be crawling watching this film. It is intense. Tickled or catfish? Tickled. Oh, personally. I see. Oh, you oh, sorry, said catfish. Did I say catfish. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, and my takeaway is a little bit more ambivalent. Is a bit more. I think that discussion we've been kind of the theme of of the morals of this has been the most interesting part for me, and um, I think there's some really interesting questions there. Obviously, we love to watch these movies, and your glimmer of hope is beautiful. But there's something to always keep on discussing about this, um, about this dilemma we face when we follow these things. What what truth truth are we creating? Excellent. Well, thank you for listening to our discussion of tickled and catfish. As we said, please go out and watch them if you... Well, hopefully you've seen them already. So maybe go re-watch them. And keep an eye out in a month's time for our next episode of Cinema in Context.